to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios on this Thursday. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business since 1983, supporting the local community, supporting local sports teams and local sports fans with great values on quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Promo code A to Z Sports in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you bet Purdue plus seven and a half, maybe you're not feeling great about the way that you made money, but I know a lot of people uh, would have taken the Vols minus seven and a half the way that I did. I did not make money in the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, but I think that was uh, the subject of something that we will discuss at great length. Promo code A to Z Sports in your DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you can start making money, unlike me, today. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress with the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. And, of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, there's a lot of different angles to this game. This game was almost, I mean, it was over five hours long by the end of it from start to finish. It was a cluster for a good portion of this. This was the first Tennessee game that I've attended in person. I did my radio show live from Nissan Stadium. I went into the game. I went onto the field to watch the game itself. And I saw what was just a a really, really unfortunate ending to what was a spectacular game otherwise. My goodness. My goodness, was that a fun game, except for the way that the refs had to take it into their own control at the end and kind of botched it, not kind of, but did botch things. Now, again, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the fact that the Vols lost. I think there were plenty of plays, certainly on defense, that could have lost them that game. The way that the game was officiated and certainly the way that the game ended on a bad call, unacceptable unacceptable, even though it's not as impactful as a regular season loss, even though it's not a loss, you know, in SEC play, it's a bowl game, the season's over, and you still have a winning record on the season. So maybe that's enough for you. But to to feel, to have it taken from you in that fashion, that hurts a little more. So we'll talk about that together. The thing that I want to ask you guys, if you were at the game, or I assume many of you were watching the game at home, Give me one word to describe the Vols' loss in the Music City Bowl. Give me that answer on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends who present your Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Of course, that is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is the place to be. Two Rivers Ford has the non-commissioned sales staff that will put you in a position to succeed. They're focused on your family's needs and your budget. They're not going to try and take you for a ride. It's very, very easy. A lot of car dealerships have done it during the pandemic with how difficult things are to come by with supply chain disruption issues. They could price gouge at Two Rivers Ford, but they do not, unlike so many other car dealerships in the state, in the country. Two Rivers Ford does not do business that way. That's not the way that they've done business for nearly 40 years. It's not the way that they'll do business into the rest of their existence. They're a quality family-owned business here in Middle Tennessee, providing you with exceptional customer service and good value at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So 
one word to describe your emotions about this Vols loss today. Uh, Lewis says fun, and it was. I mean, the game itself was fun, and that's probably the biggest tragedy in it. You hate to see it taken out of the two T, and I think it was taken out of Purdue's hands. I think it was taken out of Tennessee hands, and I think it was put directly in the hands of the ref. Because, of course, the play that decided the game, the play that changed everything about that game, and there were many game-changing plays, but the one that ultimately is going to be most discussed is the touchdown uh, by Jalen Wright that was ultimately called not a touchdown. Uh, it was called a turnover on downs. They stopped his uh, – they said that his forward progress had stopped even though the whistle came after the ball had crossed the plane. Here is the final play from the goal line at the Music City Bowl today. Austin Stanley took this video and posted it all over A to Z Sports. See for yourself if this wasn't a touchdown today for Tennessee against Purdue. So Tom Hart, who was on the broadcast tonight, and that was courtesy of Austin Stanley at A to Z Sports, is where you can follow it. Uh, This is what Tom Hart, who was the play-by-play announcer on the broadcast for ESPN, tweeted out an hour ago. Recap of the non-review review review in overtime at the Music City Bowl. When forward progress is ruled to have stopped, the play is not reviewable. It is not uncommon for crews Uh, to initiate a review simply for perception. I'm told that was the case tonight. So it wasn't a review. They basically acted like it was reviewed. It is, it was ruled, uh, it was ruled that forward progress was stopped when clearly forward progress wasn't stopped. And if you saw the Purdue tight ends touchdown, there was no, there was progress stopped well before that play was finished and ultimately allowed the tight end to score. So the, the officiating by this ACC crew was absolutely atrocious. Again, I don't think it's the big, I don't think it's the one reason why the Vols lost the game. I think there was poor defense. I didn't think tonight was Hendon Hooker's or this afternoon was Hendon Hooker's best outing. I thought that there was a lot of room for improvement. I thought there were missed tackles. I thought there was poor play all over the field for the Vols. And still, they had the opportunity to win that game and to make sure that they handled business within uh, overtime, and instead it turned into a situation where there was a turnover on downs, Balls, or, uh, Purdue marches down the field, kicks the field goal, ball game Purdue, and it ruins a really fun Music City Bowl. I don't care who would have, I mean, I don't want Purdue to win because I went to Indiana and I hate Purdue, but I don't want the game to end that way. I don't want the, the game to, I don't want any game to end that way. That was a gross way to end the game, win or lose, whichever side that you were rooting for. And I imagine the vast majority of people we're pulling for Tennessee today. I was pulling for Tennessee because, I, like I said, I hate Purdue. Uh, Tyler Zimmerman says, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, could hear it. Did the refs call forward progress was stopped? Yeah, apparently that's what they said, even though the whistle came after the ball had clearly caught, crossed the plane. It was an unacceptable, unacceptable ruling. Um, terrible call by the officials tonight. Your one word to discuss in the comment section let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I'll let you see the replay here in just a second. Jacob Kimes says, bless your heart. Cody Branch 
on YouTube says, my word is bullshit. Uh, Vols should have won in regulation if they had got closer for the field goal. And then there's the there's the clock management by Josh Heupel, the, the late game in-game management by Josh Heupel, I thought was atrocious. I thought it was atrocious. I thought there was a lot, again, I thought there was a lot of reasons why the Vols should have lost that game. There was a lot of reasons why the Vols did lose that game. The play that should have been a touchdown, though, it's a gross way to lose that game, and I think that's why it feels worse today. Otherwise, a fantastic game. Points everywhere. I think there was four touchdowns in like three minutes. It was crazy the rate of speed that these two teams were scoring back and forth, back and forth. And I think the problem is the officiating, it really didn't, you know, it really didn't seem terribly balanced to me. Uh, ACC crew, you know, they've, they're going to, you know, continue to, there's not going to be any accountability for the refs. The refs are going to be protected because that's how the leagues do these things, whether it's in the NFL, the NCAA, uh, college football, college basketball, whatever, you name it, refs are protected in this regard. I would love to have a post-game press conference just with the refs. I'd almost rather talk to the refs directly after a game than I would Mike Vrabel when we do Titans press conferences. I want to know more from the refs than I do from Mike because I want to talk to Mike after he's watched the film. I want to talk to Mike on Monday. Sometimes there's good stuff that you get out of Mike right after the game, but a lot of times I want to hear more from the refs about the calls that were made on the field. And, of course, we don't get that. I don't know that there's ever going to be – I don't know that there's ever going to be a situation where it looks anything quite like this. The officiating was biased, says Steve Harden. Anti-SEC. I I mean, I don't know about that. All I know, it it sucked. It really sucked uh, for that to go down the way that it did today. You don't want the refs to have control over the game like that. And it was clear that they impacted the game throughout in ways that were clear and obvious to everybody. So your one word to describe this Vols loss, before we kind of look at the season, because this, this is the last Vols game day, unfortunate to have the season end like this because it has been a fun season. And again, this was a fun game until the refs kind of messed things up at the end. And I thought for sure that there was going to be mustard. In fact, I called for mustard to be thrown on the field. I'm shocked that not a single mustard bottle was spotted on the field at Nissan Stadium. Um, Vols penalties equals a shit ton of Purdue's. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Jonathan Usery or Usery is saying Vols penalties equals shit ton. Purdue's equals five. Listen, again, there's a ton of reasons why Tennessee lost that game today. I'm just saying that the way that it ended felt like you got robbed in a particularly bad way. In a particularly bad way. So, uh, what one word to describe your emotions for the end of that game. Let me know. Uh, in the comment section. We'll talk about it together. I'll give you my one word here in just a second, right after I remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports is how you get in on all the action in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code A2Z Sports that has so many great offers for you, whether you're betting college football, the NFL, college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, the Nashville Predators back on the ice. And in fact, I think they're tied 3-3 Right now with Columbus, last time I looked at the uh, at the score, I've got the Peach Bowl on in my office right now. And you can bet that too using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can get up to $150 in free bets for placing a same-game parlay across all sports this week. Great values only in the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you use the promo code A2Z Sports. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, plug in that promo code A2Z Sports, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you access to all of these great offers. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, at this point, what one word describes your reaction to the end of that game? For me, it's frankly, it's frankly just robbed. Like Rocky Top robbed is the headline on the graphic tonight, and I think that's the lead. I thought they got robbed. I thought that they had plenty of reasons to lose that game, but I thought the ending, the way that that game ended, I thought that they deserved a better, a fairer shot than that. Again, we'll show you the replay, and you can decide for yourself whether you thought this was a touchdown, whether you thought that his forward progress had been stopped or not. And especially, listen for the when the refs blow the whistle. Listen for the whistle and look when the whistle comes. That's the most important part of this. I'm going to run that back one more time. Again, listen, look at where Jalen Wright is as he crosses the goal line. Listen to when the ref blows the whistle. Can you imagine a – and listen, today's game, it was important to Vols fans. Ball games are always important for fan bases. But can you imagine if this had been like a legitimately important game, a, new, a, a college football playoff game, an NFL playoff game, a, the Titans game on Sunday against the Dolphins when there's a lot on the line? Can you imagine? Also, maybe block the play better, says Elks. Listen, Elks, he wasn't down. He was rolling around on top of Purdue players. He was never ruled down. The way that they called that play at the end was completely egregious. Completely egregious. And there's no way, shape, or form that that can be justified to me other than the way that Tom Hart put it out earlier. Again, I'll read you the tweet from Tom Hart, the play-by-play announcer who was on the game tonight. He says, recap of the non-review review in overtime at the Music City Bowl when forward progress is ruled to have stopped. The play is not reviewable. It is not uncommon for Cruz to initiate a quote-unquote Review simply for perception. Again, simply for perception. I'm told that was the case tonight. Can't have it. Can't happen. Can't happen in a game with real stakes. This was not a game with real stakes. This was a bowl game. This was not a major bowl game. This was the Music City Bowl. But it matters for Tennessee fans because it's the difference between seven wins and eight wins on a year that you were projected to have six. And the idea that you're even playing in a bowl game, the idea that you're in front of 69,000 Vols fans, basically, Purdue, I thought, traveled a a fair amount of people, but obviously the vast majority of Nissan Stadium was packed with orange. You can't have that happen. You you can't have that happen in that moment. Jacob Kime says, year uh, year one ends on a sour note. I'm not happy, but I'm not impressed. I'm not unhappy, but I'm not impressed. So why don't we talk about year one? Because I think, again, there was a lot of problems that I had with Josh Heupel's game plan. Well, not game plan tonight, but his in-game coaching. Tonight, I didn't, again, I didn't think Hendon Hooker played a great game tonight. I didn't think the defense played very well at all tonight. And we'll talk about that together 
Um, the question that I want to ask you, we'll move on from this. We'll spend a lot more time on the radio with it tomorrow. I've got Dennis Kelly, the former Titans right tackle, who played at Purdue, chirping me right now on social media about this. I'm going to see if Dennis uh, won't come on the radio show tomorrow and talk to me about how this was clearly a robbery, clearly a robbery in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sure Dennis will defend the refs like a company man. Um, anyway, let's talk about the rest of this game. Let's talk about the rest of this season for Josh Heupel and these Tennessee Vols. The question that I want to ask you tonight is this. Now that we've seen one full season of Josh Heupel, does today's loss impact your view on this Tennessee season? Maybe it's recency bias. If you can remove yourself from how traumatic today was, it was fairly traumatic. Um, maybe that maybe that will come into play. Maybe you do think that this is a, uh, a a warning sign, basically, for some of the flaws that are in this Tennessee football team. Even though it's going to be a lot of new faces, a lot of new parts, a lot more of Josh Heupel's players on this roster now that he has a full recruiting class under his belt. Does today's loss impact your view on the Vol season? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com. The Gary Ashton tailgate. Sunday, Nissan Stadium. Two hours before the game. So starting at 10 a.m. Right in front of the south end zone. Bring your lightly used or new tennis shoes to donate for the Kicks for Kids Fund that the Ashton team and the Byard Legacy Foundation are putting together to make sure that foster children have shoes this holiday season. You can bring a pair of shoes. There will be four different places to drop them off at each directional gate at Nissan Stadium, north, south, east, west. They'll have you hooked up. And if you don't have shoes that you'd like to donate, you can go to Gary.Ashton on Instagram. You can take a picture of the QR code. You can donate $10 or more, and you can be entered to win a Kevin Byard signed football. It's a really, really good cause. I hope that you guys will support it. I hope that you guys will come to the Gary Ashton tailgate on Sunday before Dolphins Titans, and I hope that I'll see you guys in the game. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com for the official real estate agent of the Titans, Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime. So, how does this, does this impact at all your view of Tennessee season? Dustin, uh, forgive me, Dustin. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid your last name just because I know I'll butcher it. Uh, it says Dustin on Facebook Live says, "No, the team exceeded my expectations. At the beginning of the season, I was just hoping for for a 500 team, um, and I think that's I think that's a big I, that's probably going to be a common refrain today, right? And I was hoping I hope that a lot of people will process it that same way because I do think that Josh Heupel has exceeded expectations." I think that Hendon Hooker has exceeded expectations. I thought that Tim Bank Tim Banks's defense by leaps and bounds exceeded expectations. There is a lot of promise with this Vols football team, but you know, you try not to get too prisoner of the moment of it, right? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm I'm just looking at the at both sides of things as best I can. There was a lot of promise. And I know it feels different. I know there's not a lot that feels similar between Jeremy Pruitt and Josh Heupel, but there was a lot of this optimism after the Gator Bowl win over my Indiana Hoosiers in 2018 or 2019, if memory serves. I believe that was 2019. And and I I don't think that those these situations are at all the same. I really don't. And I think that 
what Josh Heupel is, is head coach caliber material. I think that he can handle himself at Tennessee. They won every, every game but this game that they were favored in, they won this season. This was the only game that the Vols were favored in during the 2021 campaign that they lost. And so, you know, it's not a good loss. This was a very, very much depleted Purdue team. The defense played poorly. Hendon Hooker played poorly. I thought that Josh Heupel's decision-making in the game was poor. I think that there's a lot of different things, a lot of different things outside of the referees that cost the Vols this game today. I don't think anybody would really dispute that, even though as uh, my dear friend Ron Slay, who I'm sure is licking his wounds somewhere, uh, I don't know if he's still at Nissan Stadium, I don't know if he's at the tailgate, lots at Nissan Stadium, I don't know if he's made it back safely to the Boom Boom Room, but me and Slay were on the uh, Vol sideline for a good bit of that game uh, before he was mobbed by his adoring public of Vols fans that love him from his days with Vols Hoops and, of course, on 3HL. Um, you know, Slay and I were watching that, and, of course, it was a horrific call to end the game. But, again, Slay, we, we know that's not the only reason that they lost this game, right? And I think, ultimately, you look at this and you say, well, how much does this impact their actual season? And my answer to you would be, I don't think it impacts their season much at all. Like, I think, I do think I have some questions, like just, you know, just on, on the bucket list of, or not the bucket list, but on the, on the checklist that I'm kind of using to evaluate Josh Heupel through my own worldview, I'd say I have some questions about his in-game coaching decisions. I do. I have some questions about his situational football. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say intelligence isn't the right word, situational football intelligence. I have some questions about his situational football awareness, I guess is what I should say, because that game could have been ended in regulation had they not been, you know, kept trying to go for, for seven when they could have easily gotten a field goal range and won that game. I, I don't think anything else other than that, because that did pop up today. I don't have a lot of questions about Hedden and Hooker. I think that the defense only, I mean, I assume that the defense only has room to improve, and they played pretty good football this year. They were exceptional as far as tackles for loss. I think Jeremy Banks is probably the most improved player on that roster this season, and you can make the argument for Cedric, Cedric Tillman in that vein as well. Both Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman are going to be back next year, and I believe, if I recall correctly, Jeremy Banks is a junior, so I think Jeremy Banks can come back to this football team too, which would be a benefit. I think that there would be great competition with some of the younger guys, some of the recruits, that are being brought in. But uh, Zachary Aaron Morris is kind of getting tired of analytics, kick the field goal. Well, one, Zachary, let's not like, let's not get things mixed up. All right. There was not analytics. Wasn't what was telling Josh Heupel to bomb it into the end zone when you could have found positive yards to set up the field goal. Like that's not analytics. And listen, Zach, there's so much like, let's not use blanket statements about analytics because we don't like math and football. I think that math and football is an essential part of the game. And if you just want a blanket statement because you don't want to do math and football, I get it. You don't want to mess with math and football in your life. I understand. I don't know how you avoid it because there's math everywhere in football. In fact, it's the only functional use of mathematics in my life after years of taking math in school, whether it was finite math in college or algebra, pre-calculus, whatever. Football is the only place that I say football and rounding up tips. Football and rounding up tips are the only way that I uh, the only places that I use math anymore. So like let's not let's not get lame with analytics and or with quote unquote analytics like you're saying 
in the comments and and just blanket blanket statement math and football. No, don't be lazy about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that you're being lazy, but like actually I am, Zach. I think that I th- I think that's pretty lazy analysis because there's nothing that indicated like nobody was talking about analytics. Josh Josh Heupel's press conference. Uh, Josh Heupel's press conference wasn't citing an, an analytical decision. The numbers were telling him to go for it in that moment or to call those specific plays in those moments. No, it's just a bonehead decision making. Like math and football is is a real thing. Um, and the cost benefit analysis of that decision was a real thing as well. Uh, I got to take calculus this semester at UTK, says Monster Ball 18, who also says he was at the game. Earlier, I have no idea when I'm going to use any of this stuff. I'm about to learn. Well, you're going to learn. You're going to you're going to, going to use it the next time you go to a football game, Monster Ball, because uh, math is everywhere in football. Even as much as I hate math, I did sports to get out of math, and all I do is do math in real time when we're trying to figure out down distance, uh, time time of possession, time on the clock, how many yards, how many first downs, how many penalties. Math is everywhere in football. It's a suffering, an eternal suffering in my life. But you know. This does not impact uh, anything about Josh Heupel's first year to me. It really doesn't. I mean, bowl games, bowl games are nice. Bowl games are great, you know, talking points, especially if you win them. Would have been great for Tennessee to win in Middle Tennessee, in the state capitol, with such a strong uh, showing of support. So many cool Vols fans that I met today. This is my first Tennessee game. I had a great time. I had a really, really, really great time. And I got to spend a lot of it on the sideline, which was really cool as well. What I realized once I got on the sideline of a college football game for the first time is, my God, these guys are so much smaller than I'm used to seeing because I cover the NFL. But still, really, really cool to be a part of the game day atmosphere for Tennessee. And that's not even the real game day atmosphere for Tennessee. I know that there's about 40,000 more that fit in Neyland Stadium if I ever get a chance to go down to Knoxville. So I would love that at some point. But uh, at this point, you know, I think that Josh Heupel did an exceptional job. I think that he's probably still maybe maybe a loss today. I mean, Shane Beamer won his bowl game, right? And there's a it's Shane Beamer, Gus Malzahn, and Josh Heupel in contention for the Steve Spurrier first year coach award. Josh Heupel has actually won this before at UCF. Gus Malzahn won it at Auburn in 2013. But Josh Heupel, Shane Beamer, and Malzahn at UCF were up for it again this year. And Shane Beamer won his bowl game. Josh Heupel lost his bowl game. Shane Beamer's probably going to win this first year coach award. Maybe you think that's important. Maybe that's not. But I still think that Josh Heupel did a hell of a job piecing this thing back together and giving you reason for optimism, reason for expectations about, I think, a Vols team that can probably win nine games next year. And that's positive growth. So let's wrap things up with a Brymac bounce back candidate, shall we? B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac, is where you go. They present the bounce back candidate of the week. And what I want to know is who is your Brymac bounce back candidate? This weekend in sports, who is the uh, who is the Brymac bounce back candidate this week across sports, whether it's in college football, whether it needs to be uh, whether it needs to be. I mean, the Vols don't have the opportunity to bounce back this year because their season is over. Uh, it could be the officials. Maybe the officials need a bounce back moment. It could be uh, who who suffered a bad. It could be the Arizona Cardinals who suffered a terrible loss last Saturday to the Colts. It could be. I mean, the Miami Dolphins don't need a bounce back. They've won seven in a row. Titans won last week. They don't need a bounce back. Plenty of bounce back. Could be Tennessee basketball. A a tough loss. I thought they should have won that game against Alabama last night. Uh, And it could be Vols hoops. Whomever. Let me know on Facebook. It could be the the Nissan Stadium field today. 
In fact, I may change my answer to the Nissan Stadium field today because that was garbage. Uh, garbage, boys and girls. It's going to be – I'm really worried about injuries on Sunday between the Titans and the Dolphins because uh, the college kids were slipping and sliding around back there in a bad way. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that on Sunday, of course, when I do Titans pregame coverage on the Lee Company Countdown to Kickoff at 9 a.m. Central Time. But in the meantime – Give me your Brymac bounce back candidate in sports this week. I'll tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business, and they will have you covered on commercial HVAC, on residential HVAC. Brymac is the best. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Brymac.com is where you go. So. Who needs to bounce back the most? Uh, field conditions were atrocious, says Eric Garst. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the problem at Nissan Stadium, right? It's a whole year, basically, of three different sports teams playing their home games at Nissan. Now, this is going to get resolved next year because Nashville SC is going to have their own stadium. But Nashville SC is using that field at Nissan right now. Titans are using that field right now for home games. TSU uses that field for home games. As well, you have uh, things like the Music City Bowl coming in on a short week for the Titans when they've got basically three days to flip that around and get it usable again. You have weather conditions that are going to wear that down. And it's natural grass, right? So you're more you're investing more time and effort into it over the course of the season. Now, I think the grass is great. I think that you want to keep the grass. But also, when you're looking at these kids sliding around out there, at Nissan Stadium in this bowl game, and you're concerned about, oh my God, the Titans play a very, very important game on Sunday against the Dolphins. Can you imagine if the field conditions, one, cost them an injury, or two, cost them you know a critical third down conversion? Or maybe you're going for it on fourth and one like Josh Allen did on Monday Night Football. And like Josh Allen slipped, maybe Ryan Tannehill slips, and then it becomes a whole disaster scenario because the Titans lose to a team in Miami that's going to... Miami's going to give them some problems on Sunday. I don't think Miami is going to be an easy win by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but right now I am, uh, right now I'm, I'm getting a phone call <laughs> right now from somebody who should not be calling me at this particular time uh, regarding the Titans. It's probably that right tackle for the, uh, for the Packers, Dennis Kelly, that wants to talk smack. Um, but at this point, you know, who, need, who needs to bounce back? It needs to be those ACC refs today because they were terrible. progress <laughs> forward progress that's going to be the buzzword for tomorrow uh all day on the radio the refs need to bounce back in the worst way after an atrocious showing in the music city bowl today not the only reason why the ball is lost but a big reason why the ball's lost and why i'm having to deal with a, a petulant right tackle on twitter right now who played at purdue um, I, uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us, uh, throughout the course of the day. I know Charlie and Crompton were live. They had a ton of reactions. They had five hours of live stream. It sounded like a lot of fun. A to Z's version of the Manning cast. So we kept it short tonight because there's been a ton of all's reaction. I have a ton of all's reaction with Austin and Zach 
in the morning, certainly. I'm going to be talking about it all morning on the radio before we pivot into Titans-Dolphins talk. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the football this weekend. I'll talk to you from Nissan Stadium on Sunday night on A to Z Sports Prime Time.